What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast. This is Clark. And Bobby Jean. So glad you're here. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Wake Before the Day in the studio. And whether you're watching on YouTube or online somewhere or listening, we're so glad that you're here with us. We are in the book of Philippians now. Mm-hmm. And um, just really encouraged today in chapter two. So Clark and I are going to go ahead and just share um, kind of separately a little bit what stuck out from us from chapter two, what stuck out to us from chapter two. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, For me, right off the bat, you're looking at verses three and really through 11 for me, very challenging and very helpful um, teaching. Verse three says, do nothing out Mm -hmm. of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility, value um, others above yourselves. And that's just a good word. I mean, that's something right. everybody needs, and especially me. Mm-hmm. And when you're considering other people better than yourself, this is the kind of the rabbit trail of thinking I went down. Is it's not? There's a helpful quote. I'm not even sure who it's from, but it's not. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. It's, right. it's thinking of yourself less. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's a that's big good. difference there. Putting other people ahead of you um, in your in your word and in your deed. Uh, how can I bless and encourage other people? So again, verse three, do nothing, you know, so I can get out of it. What can mm-hmm. I gain? How, what can I win? What can I, you know, make out of this? Rather, in humility, put other people above myself. And so I guess I'm thinking through that yeah. at an individual level within my home as a parent, within my home as a, as a, in our marriage, uh, at our church, as a pastor, as a man, in our community, these different ways. And that kind of transitions to the next verse for me, verse four. And he continues to kind of lay it heavy on this saying, mm. not looking to your own desires, but each of you to the interests of others. Mm. So, okay, how can I, you know, not think less of myself, but think of myself less and think of other people. How can they benefit from this situation? How can I bless them? Yeah. What does it look like for me to put other people ahead of myself? And my cousin Curtis has given me this line. He told me it's his quote of the year that he is holding on to. And the question he's asking himself mm-hmm. is, how am I disadvantaging myself for the advantage of others? Mm-hmm. And that's a question I have not ever really asked until Curdy kind of put it before me and I happened to figure that out. Again, within parenting, within marriage, within work at church and then within community, mm-hmm. what does it look like for me to disadvantage myself to put other people ahead? Yeah. That's challenging. Yeah, that is. I think oftentimes I like even just you talking like, well, can't I, why do I have to disadvantage myself? Like, can't I help you and help me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't, yeah. can't, we, can't we do that? How can I bless you so I'm still blessed? Or how can I, you know, I know. help well, you out so I still gain <laughs> from this? Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm trying to get away from a, a transaction mentality because I think that's where I go, at least. I won't speak for you or anybody else. But uh, yeah. I'm going, what can I gain out of this? Is still, I just don't picture Jesus walking around going, How can, what can I get out of this if I heal you? Exactly. Or, you know? And so, yeah, that's just kind of where my, my head went. It's like, okay, how can I put other people ahead of myself? But yeah. then the next couple verses are just powerful. And, and yeah. I want to say, if you're looking for a passage to memorize, those listeners you watchers. Mm-hmm. I would consider Philippians 2 verses 5 through 11. And I'll read it to you. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. share why I liked it, why I memorized it, and why this is important, I think. But it says, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as that of Jesus Christ, who being the very nature of God did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, mm-hmm. he made himself nothing by taking on the nature of a servant. So again, yeah. put others ahead of yourself, nothing out of vain conceit, 
taking on the nature of a servant, he was made in human likeness. Mm-hmm. And being found in the appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave mm-hmm. him a name that's above every name that the name of Jesus. Every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Yeah. Woo! Come on, somebody. That's powerful. <laughs> that's good. It really I is. I think in that, I'm just reminded again of who Jesus is, the power of Jesus. Yeah. Uh, needing to memorize that, that's at the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. that, that there's power. I mean, in the sermon I'm preparing for, uh, it's talking about how, you know, there are people out there proclaiming the name of Jesus and the disciples are thrown going, you know, what, what are we supposed to do about it? And he's like, if they're not against us, they're for us. Mm-hmm. So in, in Philippians, it also talks about just how Christ is to be preached, mm-hmm. however it's done. And, and there's mystery to that. You're going, well, what about their doctrine? What about their theology? And those are very important. But yeah. Jesus is saying, at the name of Jesus, there's more power than I think I've given credit to. Yeah. Just at the name of Jesus, mm-hmm. that alone. So hmm. memorizing that, that's coming helpful for us at home, yep. especially in spiritual warfare context. If you feel like something's happening in our house over our kids, this is one of the scriptures that we'll pray. Yeah. One of them that we'll read. When we're doing deliverance ministry, this is one of the first scriptures I'll go to when you're interacting with you know, someone who's demonized. You're like, look, look at this right here. Jesus Christ emptied himself. He defeated evil. Yeah. And at at the name of Jesus, every knee in the spirit realm and in the earthly realm has got to hit the ground because Jesus is king. Yep. It's like, come on, like that, that's just good. (laughs) It is good. Well, I'm just reminded too, like you saying the name of Jesus actually brought me back to a conversation. Maybe you remember this. We had a couple years ago. Probably not, but bring it. Okay. (laughs) Bad memory. It was why I don't remember this either. It seemed like a really insignificant conversation, but this person was just kind of talking about their work life and they were talking about how, you know, sometimes, maybe sometimes in my relationships with my colleagues, I will sometimes talk about church, Hmm. um, but rarely will I bring up the name of Jesus. And that's just a, like the name of Jesus is, um, you're putting a stake in the ground. You are. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, even talking about God. I, right. All these athletes, these actresses, these people win a Grammy and Oscar. Just want to thank God, and you're like, the the little I do know about them, oftentimes it's not the same God that I know. Sure, it's just maybe some higher being, it's some right. mother spirit, right. some kind of force from Star Wars. I don't know, but when you say Jesus, like you said, yeah, you're clearly saying. I believe this about yep. God. Yeah. That's good. So I do remember that conversation. Do you? Yeah, oh, look at you. On. Well, thank you, Holy Spirit, for reminding. Because that was a, I think that was a moment where <laughs> we were just living the reality of like, yeah, that's true. Like I can yeah. easily say, you know, like, yeah, I, I went to church and, you know, what did you do on Sunday? And that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. And then I think there's sometimes where we say like, you know what? I was praying and um, I prayed in Jesus name for you. And yeah. I think that's just really intimate and, and, and yeah, heavy is, and powerful. Strong. And so, definitely. So, yeah. yeah, that's, anyways, I've been rambling a little bit, but, Mm-mm. you know, verses three, consider others better than yourselves. Mm-hmm. Verses four, look to the interest of others. And verses five through 11, talking about the name of Jesus. Boom. What'd you get? It's good. So this is just what we do at home too. Like sometimes yeah. you'll just share, oh, this stuck out. And now I'm saying, oh, this stuck out to me. And so I'm just going to go ahead and read verses 12 and 13. That's what mostly stuck out to me. And then kind of explain to you why I was actually looking at chapters one and two in these verses. So Ooh, we get a double um, whammy today. I like a little that. bit. Therefore, my dear friends, have you, as you have always obeyed, 
not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to Mm. will and to act according to his good purpose. Um, And so right away, one of the first things that stuck out to me, because this is Paul writing, and he's in prison somewhere, and he's writing to the church in Philippi, or these believers. And um, he's saying, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence, I just instantly was brought to parenting. And I'm just laughing because I can't even get my kids to obey when they're looking at me. When we're looking at them. I see you. Get off the counter. And they're like... Well, literally, it's climbing. like we just had Halloween and, oh, you know, wh- however you celebrated that or didn't celebrate it. But we did have some little, you know, like goldfish gifts and um, yeah. the kids were like, OK, you can have some, you know, we're going to have it after dinner. We're going to have it after dinner. Five every five minutes all day long. We're going to have it after dinner tonight. And so then, you well, know, yanked get- one of our children off the counter like. Six, seven <laughs> They're times, relentless you know, for the goldfish. Like, Holy cow! Anyway, and so I we get down to I'm like still trying to steal the candy. Three p.m. We've made it the most day, and we're like, don't, like, no, we are going to have it after dinner. Let's have a carrot. Let's have an apple. Let's have you know all this stuff. Have you ever seen Literally. those videos? Is it Fallon that the parents show the the parents telling their kids they threw away all their candy? I don't know. I'm not going there. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, just type I'm already in, distracted, and this is not helpful. Parents throwing away their kids' candy. It is, it is funny. It's and sad. It is sad, but it's also funny. Oh, <laughs> I don't even know where I was now. All right. We were talking about obeying in the presence, much oh, more yeah. in my absence. Okay, so 3 p.m., literally, I'm steering, and my kid goes, I said, don't open that opened it right as I was watching. (laughs) And so anyway, so interesting blessing. I feel like Paul's just blessing these believers in chapter one. He's blessing them. He's saying, I thank God every time I pray for you. And now he's blessing them too, saying you have been obedient when Mm -hmm. I was with you. And now even more in my absence. So interesting, just note there for these believers in this church that kind of stuck out to me. Yeah. Then I was moving to what this, um, what this term in verse 12, I think still. Yeah. Working out your salvation with fear and yeah, trembling. What does what that, does that mean? mean? <laughs> so some of you might have been asking that question too. And so it doesn't mean um, I'm working out whether or not I'm saved by Jesus. That's not what that means. It's literally just the day in, day out, partnering with God and his mission on earth and also in my heart and, and working that out. And it says with fear and trembling. And I love that it says that because that's the awe of God. Like that's the... Um, Like I've heard it said before that the fear of God is a healthy fear. And Mm -hmm. that's one of those things that just keeps you coming back. It's those awe moments in the scriptures with Holy Spirit, when you're serving, when you're putting others above yourself. And so if I'm, um, the message version puts it like this. It's when you're putting your energy in, it's when you're putting your energy and it's God's energy that he is giving us through Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit. But it's when we're meeting that and there's this mutual partnership that we're walking in with God. That's how we're working it out. So it's not earning. It's actually your energy that you're putting in or your effort or your we'll efforts. throw another E word in there. Great. Energy, effort, and <laughs> you <know>. earning. <laughs> you know, because I, I think sometimes we read that, and I think for those Bible-loving folks out there are like, well, this makes me uncomfortable. Hmm. You're like, I, I don't, because you're saved yeah. by grace through faith. Yeah, you are. It's a free gift that God gave you. You didn't earn it. I didn't yeah. earn it. It's free. But like any other relationship, you are called to put your best foot forward and try. 
Right. Well, and it says that time. in verse 13, for it is God. So it's God doing it. It's God's yeah. work. It's God who is at work yeah. in you to will and to act according to his good purposes. Yeah. So it's you partnering. Yeah. But yeah, put your best foot forward. And so that, that stuck out to me. And so literally then the thought that comes to my head is, okay, how do I do this? What am I doing? And so, you know, it's those Holy Spirit leading prompting moments, but Paul addresses them and he says, um, in verse one, he's saying, you know, be united, um, make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one spirit and purpose. And then literally all of the verses you talked about too, by imitating Jesus yeah. in verses five through 11, those are things we can put our energy into. And there's a prayer that Paul prays in, in chapter one, that I think is another really clear distinction. Like this is his prayer for the church of Philippi. And I want to read that because I think we can put our effort here also, I think it's verses nine. Yeah. Yeah. This is my prayer. And this, so this is actually from chapter one. And this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. And why I want to camp on that for just a minute is I feel like there's this misconception right now that some popular authors are writing about. And they're writing about um, how if we are growing in Christ, then there's a change in our views. If we literally the quote goes like this, and it's by an author. Her name is Jen Hatmaker. Maybe you've heard of her. Um, really appreciate the things that she's done. And then there's some things I think that we just need to flush out. And this is one of them. And mm -hmm. her um, statement goes something like this, that if you believe the same thing you do from when you were born to when you die, um, then there wasn't growth happening. Yeah. And, um, you know, that essentially that our beliefs um, can change and that they might morph and maybe that they should. Mm -hmm. And I would actually say, I think Paul here is giving us this prayer saying that growth doesn't always necessarily mean change. And what I want you to hang on to from that is that, yes, when we grow physically, I'll use this example. When we grow physically, um, you know, our arms change, our legs, if we're growing and we're lifting weights, our muscles grow. So there is change. But they're bigger, stronger, but they're still the same exactly. anatomy. They're exactly. still the same structure, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, that's what you're getting at. And so if you think yeah. of a pumpkin too, my kids are learning about, um, you know, pumpkins right pumpkins. now. And yeah. so right now they, my children understand that a pumpkin grows from a seed, that it's in the ground, that it takes sun and water. Um, as my children continue to learn about pumpkins, they're going to learn as, you know, a sixth grader and as um, a sophomore and in college that there's this process of photosynthesis, that they um, understand that that's what causes the plant to grow. And why I'm saying this is significant is this. I haven't heard this. that word in a long time. <laughs> photosynthesis. Why this is significant in this verse here is Paul saying that a prayer for me, for the Church of Philippi and for us, is that the... Um, that our love would grow and that it would abound more and more in knowledge and in depths of depth of insight. And so that our love would grow deeper, that it would be rooted, that it would grow more mature, that this verse that we get in John three sixteen that, um, that for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That that verse that we believe as young children would be the truth that we hang on to mm -hmm. when we're 90 years old. That truth has not changed. That's not changing. Yeah. It has grown deeper in our hearts. And 
we understand it now through different vantage points of life. We understand it through the weathering of suffering. We understand it now um, with much um, depth and insight. That truth has not changed from when we were young to now when we were old. And that's actually what's magnificent and such a great gift about the Holy Scripture and the Word of God is that He doesn't change. Mm -hmm. And so just like Paul is praying that for the church of Philippi, I did feel Holy Spirit impressing that on me today, just in working out my own salvation. It's Bobby, these scriptures, um, the truth that I have for you, uh, let it get deep in you and grow in knowledge and in depth of insight because that truth doesn't change. Yeah. So that was a big moment for me. I feel like in Philippians chapter one and two. Yeah. yeah. No, that's powerful. I think, I think what, there's a temptation at times when we have some kind of experience we haven't processed what we believe the scriptures say is true. The experience rocks us, and then we're we're tempted to kind of abort, leave, abandon what we've always known just because it's hard hmm. or because it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And uh, we can get into that some other time with different examples of how this is playing out, especially in 2020. But I think that's a good word. Stick yeah. to the scriptures. And God's the same today, yesterday, forever. His words unchanging. Yeah. It's good. So you guys check out Philippians chapter two. If you haven't yet, you're going to be encouraged. You're going to be yeah. encouraged. Um, like Clark said, in the name of Jesus Christ, you're going to be encouraged um, in walking out your salvation too. Thanks so much for listening and God bless you. God bless you. Have a good week. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his countenance toward you and give you his peace. Have a great day.